0: Welcome to the retro blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it's
1: punctured? You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. She so can s- stop the rage. What have you done, you bastard? It was you, wasn't it? You who started the epidemic. The evil that is wiping out our community. You raised the dead to fear the living. You planned it. You were the ones who started. You wanted to defy hell.
0: And now hell has accepted the challenge. Get me, Get me back,
1: my hell! Don't be afraid. No. Be afraid. Welcome back everybody to The Retro Blood. As we enter a new month here in August. And we are exploring the dead coming out of the graves month. Because The Retro Blood is talking all about zombies and 1980s horror movies. Up first, if you like bad sequels. If you like a kid running around... Asking to call the army And none of the adults listening to him If you like Bad jokes and bad zombie Jokes If you like the same two people That was cast in the first one Showed up to this one Wondering why they are in this first one They never figured that out Then this is the review for you brother Because Retro Blood is talking all about The return of the living dead Part 2 Jay yeah. Allison, James Klein, Zombie Month Here we go brother we're starting off, we go. A little rough, little
0: rough. Yeah, I, I predict this will be the worst movie we do this month.
1: Yeah, compared um, to the schedule that we got, that's for sure.
0: Compared to the schedule we got, this this is, uh, this is this is this is. I'm glad we did this movie first because can you imagine? Like if we did this movie last,
1: oh yeah, That'd be it'd be rough.
0: like it'd be like going to see your favorite band and they play their worst song last. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like I can't. I actually couldn't believe how bad this movie
1: was. Me too. Like. You know, I actually, so we did the first one last month for our 4th of July special where we're doing our Italian Blood Month.
0: Yeah, it's exactly one month ago. Yeah,
1: and that movie was actually pretty fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was a little campy and stuff, but just the way, you know, with the care, I thought the characters were written pretty well, you know, for its time period. Um, You know, it wasn't as serious as, like, the the zombie movies are going to be doing this month or even, like, yeah. Dawn of the Dead and stuff, or Night of the Living Dead. But it was fun. Yeah. It, it it brought a couple lore into the movies with the brain-eatings, and, you know, the, they're, they're eating brains because they're in pain, you know, and had its moments. But then we get this shit, and it's like, what the hell just happened? There's, like, a random kid walking around. There's, like... It's just... The whole movie's huh. random. Like
0: And, like, I was confused, like... So it had... Um, I can't think of that his name. I'll have to look it up. But the guy that played Tommy in Friday the 13th, yeah, was in this again. He was also in the first one, and so was uh, yeah. I think it's Carl Jansen that played the old guy. Yeah, but they played different characters.
1: Yeah, but it was weird.
0: But because, they're the same characters. Yes,
1: yes. It was weird because they are like they they were referencing the 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 first movie in ways. Yeah. They're saying like, oh, this happened again. Or when you know the Joey character, the guy who was in the first movie. He was all like, oh, this is sounds this is like familiar. This happened before. You, me, here, and everything. And I was like. Because at first I'm like, okay, cause, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the who booked this shit. Yeah, but yeah. they were trying to make this into like a franchise series. And usually with franchise series, we don't just fucking just bring back. Well, I guess we kind of do bring back everybody. But you know, they were obviously dead <laughs> in the first movie. You know. Yeah. And it's yeah. all like they're just here. Was it the first movie a dream, or or something? No, but they
0: played they play different characters. Yeah, they're not the same characters. Okay. They're different. I mean, they're 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 not. They have different names. They're different characters than they were in the first movie.
1: Yeah, right. Just, I, I guess it would just. So
0: I actually thought I actually thought that was the funniest part of the movie. That was the best part, like where they kept referencing the the first movie, like they were in it. Yeah, that was actually the funniest part. Um, but you know, like the whole thing where they do the thing again about how he says, um, uh, What was he say like." He's like, you better watch your tongue, boy, if you like this job. Yeah. And that guy's like, like this job.
1: Yeah, they, they're like, referencing yeah, a exactly,
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was doubly shocked. I mean, I, honestly, I think that I might have liked this movie better. Well, now I would never have liked this movie. This this movie was not made for, for me. It, no. it just wasn't. I'm sure there's some people that love it. This movie was just not made. This had to be made, made for, for kids.
1: Me. Like. You know I what guess, I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Which is weird because
1: be which is weird because the first one of this one was definitely not made for kids because we have butt ass naked no. uh, chicks in this. Yeah. The first one, this one is just yeah. Like,
0: there's not there's not even any nudity in this.
1: Yeah, nothing. Like
0: I didn't even I didn't even get to see any boobs in this. Like yeah. I don't I don't even understand why this was made. And I was <laughs> doubly disappointed because the guy that directed this movie yeah. made another movie that was really fucking good called Shockwaves. This Ken Widrahorn guy, like he made a movie called Shockwaves. That's a zombie movie that he made in 1977 that's fantastic. It's like these underwater Nazi zombies. It's fucking great. And then he made this. It's like, I don't know. Obviously, he was just like, well, oh, know, 10 years later, I'll just make well, this. Well, you know,
1: movie. sometimes we got to do shit for a paycheck.
0: And, and, yeah, he did this for a you paycheck. You know what I
1: mean? And, like, and, you know, the first one did have a lot of buzz around it. But we'll get into it when yeah, we talk about that. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Who booked this shit. But, uh, Zombie Month is, I mean, boy, there's so many fucking zombie movies In 80s, like, history, like, we're going to have to do, like, a fucking, we're going to have to do one of these, like, every year, probably. (laughs) That's how me there are. So, but we'll start off by doing this one. But, you know, like every Retro Blood, Mm -hmm. we talk about what's happening in the world of pro wrestling and metal around the movie release date. And we do this to create, like, a weekend for everybody, you know? If you're out there, you're like, okay, I like the first Return of the Living Dead, I like that shit. So mercy number 2 but you know we want to we want to know what's happening in the metal and the wrestling at this time too you know we want to want to create a whole weekend so this movie was released on January uh 15th 1988 brother so we are we are deep in the 80s we are deep in the I would say like the comedy era for a lot of horror movies is yeah, definitely the sure. the later 80s and you could definitely see it out of this one um, but you know, we're also deep. If the WWF, they're a mega, you know, they're they're pretty much the mega territory at this time. Like they, like they pretty oh, much have oh been God, yeah. for ever since Hulk Hogan won the belt, which is eighty five. Um, but this, so yeah. what I found, I am going to talk about the wrestling one first because what I found is something that I am not sure if you even know about this, Allison. uh Oh, and I, I, I couldn't believe this was a thing because mm. so, so. You know, nowadays, you know what I mean. If you want like wrestling news, or if you want yeah. like wrestling, you know, information that's Rumors, not just yeah. yeah, you know, like I wouldn't say like dirt news, you know what I mean, like backstage oh, stuff. Right. But let's say you want to catch up on what's happening in pro wrestling, usually you would find your favorite podcaster. You would find you know maybe a couple of clips off the internet, you know, on YouTube or yeah. something. But you know, yeah, during the inside a-
0: seats, brother, yeah.
1: K, I, C, you know, stuff like that. You know, like, I don't have time to watch all this shit that they're pop- popping out, but show me the highlights. You know what I mm. mean? Like, I'm, I don't necessarily need, like, the dirt, but I need some highlights. Like a highlight show. You know? I, I guess the WWE has the bump, but they only talk about them. So, apparently, starting around 19... I believe it was 1986. Okay? There is this program that I had no idea about... It was called Super it saw Superstars of Wrestling, but it wasn't like the one that the WWF did later on. It was but they had this segment on there called Pro Wrestling This Week. And basically what it was was an hour long program hosted by well, the main guy was this Joe guy, Joe uh, uh I can never say his last name. Uh Pennisonum? Joe Penicina is sure. this big guy. And basically what it was, was a wrestling news show who covered the major angles from a bunch of territories, mainly being the AWA, NWA, and the WWF, and regional territories. So, I mean, fuck, that would have been perfect, you know? So basically it's a show that you can see all of the main storylines and highlights from all the big three promotions. So let's say me and you, Allison. Maybe we only watched the WWF and, and Crockett. Next thing we know, this guy's saying, "Hey, check out this action from AWA, WWA, and here, check out these Japanese and and Joshi promotions." And this wow. is all on yeah. American TV. And I was like, "What the? I can't believe I can see what the thing." So that is that is kind of hard to believe. I mean, yeah. maybe like. You know, it's, it's
0: hard for me to believe that in the 80s, like, most Americans knew anything about Japanese wrestling. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I mean, some people, prob- some people probably did. Yeah. I, I know it was covered in the wrestling magazines because I can remember seeing, like, you know, photographs of, like, Crockett wrestlers in Japan. Yes. You know, like wrestling in Japan. But, you know, I don't know. I mean we couldn't really watch Japanese wrestling in America until say 2017 or 16 or so really yeah. for the most part. Um you know up until like in the 90s into the 2000s we were doing tape trading for you know Wrestle Kingdom every year or whatever but um but yeah but yeah that's kind of cool though like that would be that would have been a really cool thing. I'm I'm guessing it was on really late at night probably somewhere.
1: Yes, yeah. So basically a little bit yeah. of history about this thing. So it was so this the Joe guy uh, Pennacino. Yeah. he was mm. working for a station at the time called WATL. And he was like a salesperson for that station. And he was the one that recommended, like, hey, you know, we got this wrestling boom going on here. We should probably do like a whole block. Like, he yeah. wanted to block out eight hours of pro wrestling. And mm. he eventually convinced the station to do that. So it was eight hours, eight hours. hours. Yeah. So basically it was, so, so yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Like how this works. So basically he, if I got my, my information correct was in about 1985. Okay. He was working for that station and he was, uh, the, basically the, the, the incident with the, the, which we talked about here on the show before that black Saturday incident happened. Yeah. So it kind of had some of that buzz around there. The, the, the station for NWA's Memphis territory was getting very low ratings, besides mm-hmm. it having very, like, a booming pop, popular on TV. So, uh, Joe, he was a wrestling fan for his life, most of his life, and he advised the director at WATL was running the wrong show at the wrong time. In a way, like, you know, get w- w- what happens sometimes is like things would happen and some people would miss it out. And he basically wanted to do like a like a recap show, to keep the drama mm. stuff going. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So basically, he would he would have the show one hour a day. Yeah. And then a two hour show.
1: Yes. So, but also okay. too, like, so when it was forming, that's the kind of like his idea when it was forming. So he was inspired by the success of Elvira's movie uh, movies. You know. Uh, her, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like where she would host the movies. Yeah, right, her actually, started
1: yeah. movies. Yeah. And he proposed broadcasting eight hours of professional wrestling from the National Wrestling Alliance's regional territories, as well as from Puerto Rico and Japan. Allowing wrestling, Wait a minute.
0: so when you say eight hours, yes. so I took that to mean like eight hours in a week. It was like one eight hour show.
1: Yeah, it was Saturday nights from eight PM to three three AM.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah. So so basically he got so basically what I guess what he was trying to do. Is he wanted uh, wrestling fans to watch programs th- throughout the United States for the first time, and the station agreed to extend the show to full to fill up its late night programming schedule. So basically, what this guy was trying to do was he was trying to create a whole late night block of wrestling and jam it from eight to three, all right, and have matches and programs from all over the United States and Japan to form into that one. Late-night programming. Okay. So this actually does make sense.
0: Yeah. Um, like, this makes logical sense in a way. Because um, Saturday night from 8 o'clock on is like the death slot for television. Yeah. Which is why I'm really surprised that AEW picks Saturday night as their show. As their time for collision. Because that's like a death slot. for. I mean, that's what happened to uh, Friday night and Saturday night are death slots. That's what happened to Star Trek. It ended up getting canceled because it was moved to Fridays. Um, but this makes sense because, one, this was cheap television. Like, they didn't have to find, you know, eight shows to put in there and pay for them. They could just pay for this guy's one show that was probably pretty cheap to make. And they could just let this guy, you know, do a show every Saturday night from 8 p.m. when nobody's going to be watching anyway until they went off the air at 3 a.m. And then they wouldn't have to worry about it. So this this does make perfect sense as to why a TV station would do this. Yeah, this sounds amazing. Though, like I, I would I would watch this every Saturday night. I wouldn't. It was
1: basically know. like the 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 predecessor to that WWF or WWE twenty four seven. Yeah, or what it's they would have better. right now on like Roku and stuff, like on the Roku channel yeah. and shit. You can watch like Impact twenty four seven. Yeah, which yeah. is weird thing i don't know why you do that <laughs> but it's a thing you could do okay so something if you're so, so inclined so the segment pro wrestling this week all right that that, that this was a particular segment that they that they did within. i guess the i i probably assume that this is like the 8 p.m slot it basically be a discussion wrestling news from around the country and they were also later on, you know, around the uh, uh, going into like around this particular from May 1986 and and onward, they'd be actually be joined by Gordon Sullivan. Um,
0: yeah, from to, Jim Crockett Promotions. Yeah. Yes,
1: and they would uh, they would uh, talk about all the wrestling around the news area for that time, which is pretty intense. So they would like they would talk about. Matches from AWA, WCCW, WWF, and it's kind of like a little, like, new show. And they wouldn't, mm-hmm. like, really explain it to them, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think this is great. Like, this is back when you could have local television. Yeah. Like, that doesn't really exist anymore, I don't think. Um, like, you would have, like, you know, you could only watch that show, though, if you were, uh, if I guess, if you had that channel on cable, or if you were in the Atlanta area and you could get it on Antenna, you know what I mean. Which yeah. is kind of, I mean, it's kind of cool to think of. It's almost like, I mean, it's a step up from uh, what do they call those UHF channels, yeah, public access channels. It's it's like a step up from that, but you know, I mean, I guess like in a local station, if you can just you can convince someone to to uh, to give you the time, then you can make whatever show you wanted. I mean that would be impossible now cuz you could never get the rights to that stuff now. Yeah. Rights r- rights are too expensive now like you know yeah. AEW or uh, you know AEW would never let a show their show or you know New Japan would be like no brother they can just subscribe to New Japan World if they want to. See yeah, this.
1: well you know nowadays um, like most of the stuff it it'd be really hard to have a like I was saying like a global wrestling clips sh- show. That's actually live broadcast yes. because what you're saying of all the rights, because yeah. the WWF is, you know, their rights are owned by, um, you know, all their TV rights are owned by USA and then AEW's yeah. right and then Fox as well, too. And then AEW's is is owned by obviously uh, TNT. It's kind of like, mm. remember when they were doing that show on Fox, I believe it was on Fox. That was actually, re- it, was, it was like, had Punk on there. It had like Renee on there. And it was just like a WWF sports recap show.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But
1: it's funny about that now because, like, all the people who worked on that are basically in AEW now.
0: Right. But, yeah, that mm. only was able to happen because it's on Fox, though. Yeah. That was like a loophole. And they
1: only talked on. about the WWF. So that, you know, of course. you know, this would be like, you know, we're having, you know, Gordon and Joe on there, and they're talking about stuff that happened in AWA at the same time talking about what's going to be happening at the WWF around this particular mm. time to and showing footage and showing footage yeah so um but yeah it's like it, that's really
0: cool i mean that would be a really cool thing to see um but the um but yeah you're right like it would be nearly impossible it would it would be literally impossible to do something like that now uh but the thing that it reminds me of the most is like um trying to watch ring of honor in the pre-tony Khan era yeah um, cause it was, you know, it was a syndicated show. So they would, they would just sell it to whoever wanted it up until Sinclair bought the the company. And then they, then they has just had it on Sinclair stations, I think. But like, it would be on at some random ass time. Usually at like one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning, you turn on the TV and ring of honor would be on. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like that, I guess, but yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of, it's, it's like a cool little syndicated show. It would be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, they I mean.
1: also had um, Bill Apter was on there a lot too, and he mm-hmm. would do his uh, after segments, and he got oh, a lot of a, nice. a lot of his um, you know fame and stuff actually came from this show, because you know he would always do his after rewards. Yeah, and I think he did it around January, so we actually had one of them for this. So there there was an episode I watched a little bit of this this Pro Wrestling Week to kind of see what it was like. And it was basically yeah. like we we're describing. So you have Gordon Sully and you have Joe um, in like a, just a little studio with suits on and everything. And they're just going mm. over what's happening in the world of wrestling. He's like, hey, like we're going to go to the AWA and we're going to see this TV match versus uh, Greg Ganya versus um, Adrian Adonis. And I was like, fuck, man, we just watched that dark side about him and everything. And here we go. We're watching yeah. the match. Yep. Uh, so, you know, Paul Heyman was out there, too. And he was joined by, um, and then I guess they were doing like a little bit stable, and then um, uh, Bob Orton was out there too. And basically Bob Orton interfered in the match, and then Greg basically won the belt by disqualification. When does that ever happen? No, never. Yeah, yeah. that's like a rare thing. Right? And Wahoo McDonald was, was out there completely. too. So it's, it, it's a kind of like a little clip. but basically just show what happened at the end of the match. And then they just fucking move on. Then they move on to uh, a <laughs> WWA territory news. I was like, what the right. fuck's a WWA? Right? right. And it was right. like Mike George, and there's gonna be this big tournament that the WWA is doing, and this tournament is gonna bring in a Japanese superstar, Chono, to it. Ooh. And I was like Chono and, I, and I was yeah. like, fuck, this is like, you know, like nowadays where it's like, okay, we're gonna have like, you know, Defy wrestling or something, we're gonna bring in a big superstar. You know what I mean? But the yeah. way, the way, I mean, we wouldn't, uh, unless you're reading maybe the Wrestling Observer, there's no way you're going to know that this huge Japanese star, you don't even know who he is. In the, I'm talking about the 80s right now. Not only are you are not yeah. going to know who he is, maybe, unless he's on one of the big two, two, but two maybe two or three big companies you're watching, you're not going to know mm-hmm. who he is. So you would basically know who he is from this show coming to this territory, which I think is just super well, fascinating how they did this in the 80s.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my question because I don't know the answer to this, and you probably won't either. But like, they must have known, though, right? Somehow, like, wrestling fans must have, adult wrestling fans must have somehow known, yeah. Because why would they? Why would territory spend the money?
1: Yeah, they're bringing to bring somebody
0: like that over. Yeah, like, I, like, so, like some in some cases I understand. Like, you know, the Oriental heel. You know, that was like a, a thing. So you could find an Oriental, a weird Oriental wrestler. What they called it oriental wrestler yes which was always somebody from new japan or all japan but you know like the like great muda you know they brought in the great muda they brought keiji Mudo in as the great muda and he never wrestled as keiji Mudo in america he was always the great muda and um you know that was your big heel but like you know spending the money to bring chono in um you know, like they must have known, right? They must have had some idea about Japanese wrestling. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. It's, well, like, I,
1: like I was saying, the only thing I could think of in the '80s of how we would have got our hands on some of these um, stars from uh, outside mm-hmm. of the America, I'm not going to say the Orient. You know, I just did.
0: Yeah, because that's that's wrong. But <laughs> yes. yeah,
1: but from Japan. So, was, at the time, the only thing I thought at this era is everybody just read the Wrestling Observer. You know what I mean? You read the, you read the, you got the Observer in your mail every, every month, or maybe every, I'm not sure how he did it, every month or every two weeks or something. You read it, and that's where you got all your wrestling news from. I thought, and then, you know, obviously the after magazines, too. He also covered shit around the globe as well. But, for people like me, who doesn't like to read or look at magazines, this show would have been perfect because it shows you clips of the actual footage of all these superstars. And from watching this footage and then watching the show, you know, the preset, You know he had eight hours. I'm pretty sure he's showing some stuff from, like, Japan and stuff. We would have found out about this guy if I was watching these shows. Which I'm not sure if yeah. I would have been uh, on a Saturday night from 8 to 3 three a.m. Uh, watching this shit. Yeah. But, you know, I, that's the only way I could yeah. think about it. You could, you could just learn over time. And obviously, you know, uh, Crockett and WCCW they brought in a lot more japanese stars than the WWF did.
0: Yeah, cuz Chono wouldn't have would, this would have been past the time Chono was on excursion, right? Yeah. Surely. 1988 he was he was like a full-fledged wrestler at that point, surely. Because he was he was part of the original three musketeers, right? It was Keiji Muto, Chono and Shinya Hashimoto were the three mus- the original three musketeers. Yeah. So they came up at the same time and and those guys were, and Mudo, you know, was, had already become the great Mudo. He was big at that point. So, yeah, they, he must have been, like, this was face Chono, I'm sure, but it was, you know, it was, uh you know, when he was just wearing, like, the white trunks or the blue trunks or whatever it was. Um But, yeah, I don't know. I guess they're just like, hey, we'll just, maybe we'll just trade you a wrestler. You know, we'll... uh We'll send Shono over there, and you send Stan Lane over here. Yeah,
1: well, like you know, yeah. Japanese wrestling always did that. They always brought their yeah. stars yeah. over here to America to get some seasoning on them. Yeah. So the match we saw though was, it was, <laughs> it was for the. Let me know if you ever heard of this belt before. The Central States Heavyweight mm-hmm. Champion. Is that like? So. Boy, are you, are you the champion of the, cent- the state of Central, or what's yeah. what going on here?
0: No, no. So, I took that as, so he's the heavyweight champion
1: yeah. of the
0: center states of the United States. So, like, yeah. in the middle. Yeah, he's the middle he's the, champion. He's the Midwest champion.
1: No, we already have like, a Midwest uh, champion. He has to be the center states champion. So, it's not, maybe it's, like, oh, right, one okay. half of the middle. What? Oh, maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, we have a West Texas championship, yes. too,
0: so... There's a lot of champions in the 80s, brother. I mean, He's mean a like heavyweight champion of the west part of Texas.
1: So the champion is Bulldog Brown. And if you've ever seen a fat, hairy wrestler in your life, this guy would be him. Mm-hmm. This guy definitely drinks uh, uh, beer. That's for sure. Budweiser yeah. is his choice. I could tell. He was facing off against David Peterson, brother. All right. And this match, we just saw the that's ending. Okay. This looked like the most mm-hmm. boring fucking match you've ever seen in your life yeah i'd imagine so so peterson like knocks the ref right you know like we see in every fucking match nowadays today and he starts wrestling a little bit we get a visual pin by bulldog nothing then we get peterson doing a visual pin visual pin (laughs) everybody is is where you pin your opponent and the crowd chants one two three but the referee doesn't that's a visual pin
0: Yes.
1: And then the fucking referee is about to count one, two, three, but he stops at two, and he's like, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. And they're like, why is the referee stopping? And he's like, well, the referee explains, well, you hit me, so I have to disqualify you. I was like, well, fuck, why did you count one, two? I figured he was just going to disqualify his ass.
0: Right, right, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, he was going to count it, but then he decided that he hit him, so he was going to disqualify
1: Yes. So, so we fucking, we had the referee just, like, call off the match. And then Bulldog still remains champ. I was like, "Fuck!" It's like it's so different. How like every territory could do like different rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then we could I mean, I would imagine. Go ahead. ahead. I was gonna
0: say, I would imagine that uh, David Peterson was his shoot name, right? That was his real name. Uh, Yeah, we don't we don't need to look look that up, but I'm guessing that it was because I don't know why anybody would pick that name as their wrestling name, but
1: yeah, whatever, whatever. You don't see David Peterson being at the top of the Mark Griffin.
0: No, just David Peterson. I'm just gonna buy. You know, we got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that checks off. Yeah. David Peterson. <laughs> yep, that checks off. Yeah, that
1: checks. So then we go to one of my favorite territories, Dallas, brother. WCCW. Right. D- w- I fucking love this territory. It's always. It's probably one of my favorites. So we have Ke- Kevin. Uh, Ke- sorry, Kerry Von Erich is re- versing yeah. uh, Al Perez for the WCC okay. Heavyweight Title in a cage, brother, with Gary Hart locked, handcuffed to the ring. And this is kind of weird how they do this. So they have the ring, they have the cage, they have Kerry and Al Perez fighting a referee, and then they actually have inside the cage, uh, near, like, the turnbuckle, Gary Hart, like, handcuffed, in the ring, with them. Mm. Like, I've right, never seen okay. that before, and I'm just like, okay, that's interesting. So we have another ref bump, okay? Oh yeah, like this, this. and like it's crazy because it's like it's like the characters all did the same thing but they're all different, which is funny. So we have a ref bump, and then Al Perez whips carry into the the long handcuff chain of Gary Hart. So basically, Gary Hart clotheslines him with the handcuff chain, and Al Perez pins him one two three. I was like, okay, that's kind of clever, but why the fuck would Gary Hart be locked in the cage with them? So, yeah, no, it is weird that they're they're
0: inside the cage. Yeah. Instead of being outside the cage where he could possibly still
1: interfere, maybe. So I didn't get to watch this whole episode because this thing's like almost like an hour or two. I was like, fuck, man, that's a lot of wrestling news. But well, the, I stopped yeah. at this part, which was which was our boy Joe. He is explaining what is well, actually a uh, uh, so, uh, uh, Gordon asked what is this Royal Rumble thing that the WWE is cooking up. And he was <laughs> like, "Well, we'll explain it to him." So then, what is this,
0: what is this new Royal Rumble thing? Yeah.
1: So then we cut to a scene where it's like uh, it's like this news reporter. All right, uh, uh, Craig is his name. Yeah. And he has a WF jacket on. He He's actually... It's, it, so, I guess... It's just so weird to see this nowadays. Okay? Because... This guy was, like, a legit, like... I guess, like, newscaster. You know, like, how we see, like, nowadays with WWE, they have, like, mm-hmm. you know... Who's the backstage inter- interview for them now? I don't even fucking know. Some blonde? some You know, know, might know, let's get the I girls know. around here now. It's just some random blonde that they just yes. hired from... Model so, School, or yeah, whatever, somewhere, yeah. yes. So this guy was a a. I guess he worked for both. Like he worked for the WWF and he worked for uh, pro wrestling this week. Or he's, or maybe he mm-hmm. worked for the WWF, but he's he was reporting to pro wrestling this week. You know what I mean? And he was right. doing an exclusive interview with Steamboat Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And I was, it's, okay. it's, it, it is weird because you know, so you know, just WWF was always such in a big bubble. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have yeah. any outside almost anything. The only outside person they kind of have now is that Sam Roberts guy who's, like, super annoying. Yeah, yeah. I hate Sam Roberts. That's the only guy I could think of, of outside the bubble who can do, like, maybe, like, there there might be some others, but who actually works within WWE because he does their pre-shows and he does other wrestling news outside of it. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. They have, like, they have those. There's, like, three or four of them that do that show. Like one of them's like British or something, and, yeah. and like I don't know, like they're they're like it's it's like I, I'm sure they were like wrestling bloggers or something, and then WWE hired them to talk about WWE beforehand and make it yeah. seem cool or whatever.
1: But like they yeah, got, they 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 brought in like different like podcasters and bloggers like that before, you know. But like whoever, the only guy I could think of is that uh is him on there but like so basically the this craig guy he was interviewing he, he was basically explaining what this royal rumble is it's yeah. 20 guys so they don't they don't do 30 the original rumble was only 20 was 20
0: yeah
1: and he was saying that the they're gonna all they're gonna draw their numbers randomly backstage and the first two will start out in the ring and then every two minutes somebody will come in all right And then he just goes on, and then he goes on saying stuff about Dino, which he talked about here last week on the Retro Blood Dino Dino Brava, and he's going to be bench pressing seven hundred and five pounds, brother. And then we get an interview with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and he talks about ravishing Rick Rude, disrespecting everybody. I was like, man, kind of want to watch that match right now. (laughs) You're fucking awesome, boy, Rick Rude. And then we cut back the gordon and joe and they were going over before you know they go to breaks and stuff too and they always get so yeah. when they go to breaks they like let you know the schedule for everybody hey the WF will be at these cities in this town i'm like oh man this is some good promotion here and then they, they cut back and they show the big angle that happened between hulk hogan and andre the giant on saturday night's main event i was like man they even got footage mm-hmm. from saturday night's main event and this is the yep, one where we talked
0: about recently
1: yeah this is the one where the Hulk, um, he, he was facing Bundy, and this is when Andre came up behind him, and he was basically attacking him, choking him. Duggan tried to hit him with the two-by-four, didn't work. And this was basically, um, then they cut back to Ted DiBiase saying that he wants to buy the WJF belt, and he had Andre mm. on there discussing his contract. So this led up to the one, one of the recently that we did a review on, which was when um, it was that big Saturday Night's main event match between Hulk Hogan and... And uh, Andre for the rematch on there. And then that's when uh, Andre gave the belt to DiBiase. So this is like kind of like the build up for it. So, But I, I was just amazed. Like I was saying, I wanted to bring this up because, you know, like I say, you know, nowadays we can get news very easy. You know, but back then it was kind of hard. You know, even in the 90s, it was kind of hard to get wrestling news. You know, unless you were yeah. like, like I said, you're on the after magazines or pro wrestling torch or you know, wrestling observer, like those kind of magazines and news articles. But it's kind of cool that there was like a program that you can actually physically watch other wrestling that you wouldn't normally find or hear about. Yep. Yeah. That is
0: really cool. That is really cool. I didn't even know this existed. Yeah, me
1: either. I was like, fuck. like if I was in the eighties, if I was like drunk one day on a Saturday, coming back home, (sighs) you know, partying with a bunch of redheads and zombies and shit, like we did in this movie, I would fucking eat my uh, pizza. You know what I mean? Turn on the TV. I'd be like, Who's, what the hell's going on here? You know what I mean? I'd be like, well, this is kind of cool. I would have to force yeah. myself to buy a VH, a, a uh VHR. Uh, yeah, VH. VHS. What did I say? VHR? <laughs> Sorry, VHS? Yeah. yeah VHS Record the whole, tape recorder. Yeah, yeah, tape recorder, because I'd definitely be passing out for eight hours of wrestling. Mm. That's for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm too much of a nerd, so I'd just be like, on you know, my Saturday night, I'm, I'm just watching, you know, the weekend pro wrestling. That's, Watching that till I fall asleep. There you go, brother.
1: But I say we talk a little bit about what's going on on Metal when it comes to this. So I kind of want to talk a little yeah. bit about the soundtrack. You know, yeah, we, just, we, we talked we, about
0: the soundtrack of the first movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so this soundtrack wasn't as good. But then again, it did have... I think it's better. <laughs> you think this is better? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't really I, like a lot of that kind of death rock. That's true. like Sad boy, like shit, I just don't like that. I thought some I, of it was like pretty a lot, good. like like I mean, some of it is pretty good, and I do like some Goth music, but like I don't know, like some of that stuff just gets on my nerves, and just like how sad and depressed these people are. at least
1: here we had some metal. yeah, we did have some metal on here, which is surprising because I don't think i I think there might have been one scene where they played some of his metal songs, but I didn't really hear them throughout the movie. That was going to be my question to you is are there any of these songs
0: actually in the movie other than that Julian Cope song. So that was really strange. I thought it was really strange to see this because Julian Cope is somebody that I discovered by accident in yeah. the early 90s. Or well, probably really late 80s, probably another year or two. Yeah. Cuz I read a review of this album that he put out in Rolling Stone cuz I had a subscription to Rolling Stone. And I read this review of this album that he put out, um, and my friend bought it, and it was just really weird, like psychedelic rock music. But it was also just really cool and really pretty, and like it was, um, it was awesome. It was really awesome. Uh, that one was called Peggy Suicide. I think it came out in the early '90s. Yeah. Um, but anyway, here this is a few years before that, so we have Julian Cope doing Space Hopper, which is the first song in the movie. It's what. The military guy's listening to as he's driving the truck because, you know, I'm sure there were in, in the late 80s, there were tons of military guys listening to Julian Cope. Yeah, of course. As they drove. The these little 1980s but- headphones. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, there's a lot of, like, really good stuff in here. Like, that Zodiac Mind Warp song is really good. I'm a huge Zodiac Mind Warp fan. Anthrax is on here. Twice. Um, I don't know if any of these songs are actually in the movie, though. That was going to be my question.
1: Well, so, the only thing I could think of, okay, (laughs) when I'm reading some of the uh, uh, history behind this. So, apparently, this film was also released on DVD in 2004, and it did contain a heavy alternative soundtrack. So okay. what I'm thinking is the version that we watched might be that 2004 release. Oh, yes. So okay, so they removed the music. They might have removed some of the music. Yes, that's the only thing I can okay. think of. Okay, all right. Because all right. that makes sense. Because the only well, you know I don't, did you watch it on the, the way I watched it was on YouTube. It's for free right now.
0: Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's
1: how I watched it too. Okay, which I'm guessing you know that kind of makes sense that they would. Choose this alternative version for YouTube because you know the copyright and shit. You know,
0: I think that's weird. Like, I don't understand how any of that works, and I don't want to talk about this for a long, long time because we're kind of behind. But so, why is this why is copyright an issue on some movies and some and TV shows, and some it's not?
1: It just depends, if, like, you know, like, how the contracts laid out. I'm guessing, you know, like how I guess, like but, if you can but, you play know, it on media, yeah, because like, I, you know, like.
0: Um, what was I thinking of recently? Like so like for TV series, like when Mill Creek put out Miami Vice on Blu-ray, I bought it immediately because it had all the original music in it. And the music from Miami Vice is what made that show. Like you couldn't use alternative music for that show and it be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like ECW is 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 like that now on the WWF network. Well, Peacock now. But um But, you know, so I bought that because they had the rights to all the music. But, like, you know, but some movies don't seem to have a problem with it. You know, they still have the same songs that they always had, if they they had the rights to them to start with. But, like, some movies seem to have an issue. Like, I guess they sign a contract for a temporary amount of time for certain movies. But... And you know they don't have the foresight to see that people are going to be watching this movie twenty years from now. I guess I I don't know. Yeah, I just think it's really strange. But yeah, that must have been the answer: is that the the songs were removed on the version that we saw because we would because we definitely saw like a you know a newer version of it because it was it was the quality was too high. Otherwise, it would be four by three, and it would be.
1: VHS, most likely. Well, also too. So there was one song, "Bad Case of Loving You," that was on the version that we watched, but it wasn't on the soundtrack itself. The soundtrack,
0: right? Which is weird. Yeah, that Robert Palmer song. Yeah, that was really odd.
1: So we also have Leatherwolf on here too, "Alone the Night." So Leatherwolf rocks. Yeah, definitely fun band. Wasn't they? They're the ones that they used the three guitar lineup, right? They're they're the ones that pioneered that
0: well and heavy kind of yeah i mean leonard skyndard had a three guitar had three guitar players in the 70s but yeah leatherwolf is is like they were known as an 80s band who had three guitar players which is not super common at the time
1: yeah so pretty fun soundtrack though we'll play a couple songs at the will we'll play one song at the end probably one of those anthrax yeah. songs because those guys rock
0: let's say yeah we had anthrax had i'm the man and uh adi horror of it all which is from among the living which is a great great song
1: yeah so you know not i would say we pop in this tape you know i would say the soundtrack though is that in my version probably a little more entertaining than the actual movie
0: yes uh,
1: absolutely but we'll get into uh, into that (laughs) yes but let's talk about who book this shit brother oh god all right so i just want to why so, this one was produced by Tom Fox, which I'm pretty sure he did the, the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay? But we have Ken Warnerholm. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh he's the one that uh, directed this one. And like you were saying, he's the one that he did that movie Shockwaves. So, he did yep. that before he did this one. And he would also go on to do um, 21 Jump Street, Dark Justice, mm-hmm. and he did Freddy's Nightmares. So, that, yeah. that was like so a TV went, show.
0: Yeah, so he went to directing TV shows. Yeah. Which a lot of directors end up doing because it's it's steady money, I guess. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. You're, you're getting a paycheck and there's no risk.
1: So, a couple of things about this is pretty, pretty interesting. So, the film was released by... Uh, Laura Moore motion pictures on January 15th, 1988 and was a minor box office success, making over $9 million at the box office in the United States against its $6.2 budget. So, okay. so, so following the success of the return of the living dead producer, Tom Fox opted to personally bankroll the sequel, believing it to be a safe investment, having been inspired by the successful <clears throat> sequelizing of other works such as Friday the thirteenth film series. So basically Tom he what he wanted to do was he wanted to make this into a big franchise like Friday the thirteenth. You know what I mean? Right. We have the original one and then we keep growing on the concept. We so basically like Friday the thirteenth where we're gonna have, like I said, the original one, huge success and then we're gonna you know, keep making every year, you know, sequels to the to that and keep trying to keep the core v- 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 plot line going, but with other, like, scenarios, you know. But, you know, on, uh, I would say, like, you know, Friday the 13th, which we're going to be talking about here in the podcast sooner rather than later, you know, that, that film series did kind of have, like, its peak, and they're, like, they're just, they, they kind of just kept going. Like, to me, this one already peaked, right? <laughs> it's like, fuck.
0: Yeah, it definitely peaked. Like it was, I mean, Return of the Living Dead Part One was a fun original idea. Um, but this is just—I mean, it's almost the same movie. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it is almost the same movie. Um, but yeah, this is just—I can't even—I can't even describe how much how boring this is and how terrible it is. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I could see why you know. So he basically wanted to bankroll this movie himself so he could make all the profit that there was, but it didn't do as well as the first movie. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he spent $9.2 million or $6 million to make it. It made $9 million, which a movie typically has to make double whatever the budget is to make a profit. So it didn't really make a profit. He probably as, as little as it cost to make, he probably made some money on it, but it wasn't the big hit. Um, that he thought it was going to be. However, I guess it was a big enough hit because I think they made three more of these fucking things. But
1: yeah, which is crazy. Whatever. Like, yeah, I believe they made, like, yeah, like, I think they went up to number five or six. Like, Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. They just keep it going, brother. So, you know, Fox, uh, he, he hired the Ken to serve as writer and director on the film and while Fox had initially wanted the sequel to be played as a straightforward horror film, uh, Ken, Ken, he wanted to increase the amount of humor. That was seen in the prior, which Fox allowed. Yeah. So, yeah, he kind of fucked that one up a little bit. <laughs> so Fox has yeah. stated his intention with the film was to make a long-lasting horror series, like you we were saying, just like Friday the 13th.
0: Yeah, like he wrote um, he wrote Shockwaves as well. He wrote and directed Shockwaves. And then the year after this, he wrote and directed Dark Tower, which is a movie we'll probably eventually do. Yeah. um, He had worked in comedy, though. He did Meatballs Part 2, but he didn't write that. Um, so I'm guessing that, I don't know, it just wasn't funny. You know, maybe this guy just wasn't meant to wreck comedy. It it was just stupid, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure I'll say that multiple times. The drinking game for this week is to, uh, take a shot every time I say something is stupid, because it's going to happen a lot.
1: Yeah, see if we can fucking get you to laugh with these fucking (laughs) jokes that are in there, but we'll see. Holy fuck. But everybody, let's get into... The Return of the Living Dead, part two. Yeah, let's get this shit over with. A deadly experiment. A freak accident. A secret. That will be carried to the grave. As the horror classic is reborn. Return of the Living Dead, Part 2. Jesse will be the first to know. Billy will be the first to go. we have got to get out of here get to phone. Seven of the living against an army of the dead starved for life. When you thought it was safe to be dead. So we start off the movie with some army drivers, and we had oh, this yeah. voice saying, "Like, yeah, the like uh, chemical, the four, what was it, the four two five agent orange, trioxin. trioxin chemical. Yeah, that shit right there. You know, we got rid of all that. <laughs> yeah." And they're like, and then like we see these army trucks is like driving through a town, all right. It's supposed to be Louisiana, apparently. Yeah. And a military truck is transporting these barrels, all right. And they're saying the incident in 1985, all right. The the army promised it will not happen again. Okay. So we yeah, have the soldiers driving stuff, listening to his like little like it looks like earbuds, like 1980s huge earbuds. All right. And yeah. he's smoking weed in there. And like you're saying, right. he's, uh, we're about to hear him listen to that... Um, Julian Cope. Julian yeah. Cope song. And while he's driving, it's raining and stuff. He's driving, driving. We see one of the barrels in there. And the, the barrel eventually falls out of his truck and goes down to a sewage drain. Mm-hmm. So that's what starts off the fucking movie, brother. Army, not strapping shit down. Yeah, so I mean, think about how simple and stupid that is. Yeah. So like, okay, how do...
0: Okay, we're going to just start this movie by just... We're going to have one of those barrels just fall off of a truck.
1: Yeah. Like, there's
0: no story. Like, there's no, like, nothing. It's just like,
1: yep, it's just going to fall off of a truck. Well, we got six million. Okay? And those those that rain, that pot, and those earphones, man, they're they're a lot. Okay? So, this is uh, not not a whole lot, okay, over here. You know, the Army, brother, they just let shit fall down. No problem. Okay. So, now we see a kid... like once we see like I don't know am I the only one like once we see kids in horror movies I'm like fuck and, and that's it's like it yeah. or something like I don't know it just like it kind of like t- it, it it takes me down a little bit just, maybe that's just me okay I mean it depends I mean Tommy and Friday the 13th Part Four yeah I mean true? that was a really cool thing but I well, mean yeah it's just like we do have as um, soon
0: as the kids were in it I was like yeah this is gonna be shit
1: there's only one kid I liked which we're gonna be doing this movie. It was in one of the uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Corey Feldman, remember he was in there. Yeah, that. Yeah, he played Tommy in Tommy. Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Okay, that was the one you were saying. Yeah. Okay, cool. That that was cool. Like you were saying, and Daniel Harris, she was great too. Oh yeah, she's she's awesome. And Halloween Four. So mm. certain certain kids were fine with me, but this guy just he he wasn't doing it for me. So we have this. This whole neighborhood's under construction. All right, and we have one of these construction guys telling his kids to get away. Uh, Just, I guess he goes to his comic book collection and pulls out a Spider-Man comic book that's probably worth a lot of money now, All right? <laughs> Supposedly, and he gives it to the older kid named Billy. Yeah. All right? yeah, Billy is the one with the braces on him. All right. Yep. And uh, the and then the other kid, I believe his name is Johnny. But he, he didn't, Johnny didn't really do that much stuff. It was mostly just Billy. And they're basically saying, like, hey, you're part of the group now. They never exactly tell us what the group is. But Jess is like, oh, I don't want to be part of your guys' group. And he's like, well, too bad. You're going to be. We already got you in. And now we got to do your initiation in a graveyard. Okay. So that's how we get to our graveyard. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I don't even understand. I never
0: even understood this because, like. Cause what I took out of it was like, they were kind of bullying him. Yeah, and they were they, then they were saying like, well, if you give us the comic book, then you can be. If you give me the comic book, then you can be in our group. Yeah, but
1: then he's like, I don't really want to be in the group. So like, why? Why? Well, first of all, first of all, Allison. Okay, apparently you've never been in a bunch of groups before. No, that's okay. true. So basically, that's he was trying sure. to give him the Spider comic book to give to Billy. So he can do peace with them, so he won't bully him again. But it backfired on him, but it was like, okay, well since you gave me this comic book, now I'm gonna make you my group, I'm gonna bully you some more because we gotta do your initiation. Hazen, brother. All right? So All that's, right, why, fine, we, that's why we get him over there. Because the kids are like, we're gonna so haze this guy. Get him so into he doesn't, even wanna, he doesn't even wanna be in the group. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> even wanna be in the group. All right? But too bad. So they they, 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 they force him to come to the cemetery they start doing some jokes about Just not liking cemeteries. He'd rather be in ash. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. That's all I laugh. Uh-huh. So they go to this, uh, like, this tomb area. Or they, they <clears throat> excuse me. I almost choked over there. So they almost, uh, they, they go to, like, a tomb area, and they want Just to go into the tomb. To, and Just, like, I ain't going in there. So he, like, runs away from them. And he goes into a, a drain drainage pipe to run away from them and hide. And he's hiding from them, and Billy finds him super easy. And when they fall, they actually see the barrel, the 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 army barrel, kind of like in the first movie, you yeah. know. But it had the same barrels and stuff, and it has the army's phone number on it and shit. Um, so they're not sure what it is, and he's like, "Oh, well, it looks like something like you know some some stuff for combat." And they see a little blue light on it, and then they try to open it because they're like finders keepers and shit. And they open it. There's like a little bit of smoke that comes out of that. And then they see the zombie's face. Kind of like in the first one where this, the zombie's face is like... Kind of like through the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they run away. And Jesse's big thing is like... Hey, I saw that there's like an army number on there. We should probably call that. And the is like, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. And they fucking lock him into a tomb. Lock, they lock Jesse into the tomb. So then we cut to a scene where this is where we meet ed joey and brenda and ed and joey are played by the two same fucking people that are in mm. the first movie working in that science warehouse and at first i was yes. like wait a minute it's like the joey guy didn't really look too familiar for me even though like after a while he looked, cause he looked a little older in here like he it's got a he is like, a little older yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little older from the first one, but like his face just look way different in this one, to me. And then I was looking at this egg guy. I was like, wait a minute, is that the dude from like the first movie? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> so like, apparently I, I they're just back, but they're playing new characters. Okay, we got gotcha. you. So Joey is telling Brenda, his redhead girlfriend, that he's only going to mm-hmm. be here for a little bit, and it's like a hundred dollars an hour. We need the money, and she's just like, I don't want to do that. I just want to party. Okay. So he's like, okay, sure. so they go off. Ed's making all these jokes that I can barely understand. And they go off um, to to work. And then eventually Joey says, hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. It's $100 an hour here. And then when I'm done, we'll do this. And they kiss. And he goes off. So now we're having Jess. He's exploring the tomb. He's trying to find a way out. So this is when Ed is explaining to Joey that they are, Joey's like, well, what happens if we get caught? It's like, well, we're grave diggers, but instead of putting the bodies in, we're taking them out. Ha ha ha! Very funny. What a joke. And then Joey's like, well, why can't we just give them like, you know, fake skulls and stuff? And and then Ed's like, well, we can't give them fake skulls. You know, that'd be wrong. Okay. God, this is stupid. <laughs> so Joey hides. He's, he's trying to like. Uh, He's He's trying to get up on. he saw like a window that was open. He tries to go on it and he falls through. Like he's on like one of those uh, slip out tombs or something, and he falls through it. Yeah, and he falls on the dead body and stuff, and he's telling himself everything's gonna be okay. And then this is when Ed is saying something about kids always being around his garden, okay? And they're going into the tomb where the uh, where Jesse was at, they see the dead body on the floor on the floor. And then they they see Jesse really quick, and then Ed says, "Get out of here! I'm gonna beat your ass and call the police." I was like, "Okay, well, if you're gonna call it, you're driving grapes. Why would you call the police?" Okay. And then yeah, they said like, and then Ed says, "Oh, these kids have no respect for the dead, and we're supposed to get it, you know, because they they don't have respect for the dead, and now he's blaming the kids for not having respect for the dead." Yeah, it's comedy. It I is. need you to it's laugh. Comedy. Please laugh. Uh, I
0: just don't think. I, uh, Please laugh. Oh, uh, okay. I just, I, I just, I don't know. This was, this was horrible. Mistake. <laughs> this oh, wait, whole move oh, was a wait. horrible mistake. Oh,
1: there's more. Okay, everybody.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> not, there's more. We're not done
1: yet, brother. Okay. <laughs> so Jesse runs all the way back home. Now was uh yeah. um so Home Alone was not made during this time. What was was it? Dennis the Menace. Like what? What big no, kid movie? No, that would
0: movie? have been
1: nineties too. What big uh, fucking Home Alone? That was well, no I don't Home. No, that was ninety like four, brother. Nineties, yeah. yeah, okay. What big kid movie is yeah. out there for the eighty? 80- Cujo or some shit? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cujo, oh, Cujo is the movie you think of. E.T. What do you think? Of? I don't fucking know, brother. E.T. It
0: was the nineteen eighties kids movie. Oh, well, uh, it's probably the Goonies, uh, right? When did... The Goonies. That's the a big Goonies. Kids one.
1: Goonies. When did Stand by Me come out? I fuck. I don't know. I hate kids. Was that listen, the bro. 80s? Listen. I might get heat for this, yeah. which I am fine with. <laughs> Movies with little ba- bastard kids in it, I was never liked them. So, just comes home and shit. His sister Lucy is dancing to uh, aerobics because that was a big thing in the eighties. You know the aerobics? Yeah, yeah, aerobics was a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like looking at the TV weird for a second, and then Lucy's basically saying, "Hey, go up. You get you, you fucking gotta go do your homework. Get up in there." And the mom, the parents are just not home. We don't see them at all. So now, um, so now we have the uh, uh, the the kid Billy, all right. They're going back to the 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 zombie and the tube, and they want to turn on that blue light. And then when they do, it flashes red. Okay, and this is, this is when all the gas gets released. So all the ga- that infective gas, kind of like how, how the first movie did when they touched it. All the gas yeah. is coming out and it infected Billy and Johnny and then now it just starts it just so happens to start raining now. But the gas is out there. So just it's just so happens. It's creating that like acid rain from the first movie. Right. So now Ed and Joey, they are exploring that body is on the floor and they randomly rip the head off and Ed makes a couple jokes with the head. Alright? Yeah. He's saying kiss, kiss. Alright. Have you never seen a bag man? Okay, because he's putting the uh, uh, the the head in the bag, and then they yeah. eventually take the ring. And then Joey's like, "Oh, it's getting a little cold in here." And F and, and says, so like, "Oh yeah, this uh, uh." He's like, "Yeah, he's like he's getting a little cold in here, but it'd be okay. It's it just he's like, what's that smoke over there? Oh, it's just swamp swamp gas. Swamp gas. All right. And then Joey's getting a little cold feet, and it's like, well." I know you're getting little cold feet, but doesn't your little girl want this? He's like, hang, like throwing, like, throwing like, like a gold bracelet. And so Joey eventually wants to stay to get his girl some nice stuff. So now Jess, he is up in his room and he is trying to read. He was reading a book and he falls down. And then he randomly sees a comic book, which I'm not sure if it's a real comic book. Probably should have looked it up. Have you ever had the comic book Man?
0: No, I don't think that's a real comic. I mean, I, I had the porn
1: master me. man, master man.
0: <laughs> I bet you. I bet you did.
1: <laughs> I bet. See, you I'm did. making jokes too here, brother. You know what I mean? Like uh, that was a good one, right? Yeah. That that sure. was at least, that was our boy Ken. He would have loved that joke. Okay. So this comic book is supposed to basically telling us what's happening. It's Master Man. He's trying to go, and a deadly gas is hurting him. And then is like, oh wow. You know what I mean? I saw some deadly gas. This comic book's telling me that's this. Oh my god. I gotta go back to the deadly gas. Mm. Yes. So, now we see... Now we're back at the at the army base camp. Alright? And they're at the, the base camp. The, the sergeant... It doesn't look like the guy from the first movie, but it was some other sergeant. Goes up to the c- containers. He only sees two of them. There's supposed to be three. And he says, Oh man, not again. So, we already established that the 1985 movie has happened, and it's in lore, right? Yep. Okay. So, Jess tries to sneak out now, but before he does that, the doorbell rings, and apparently the cable guy showed up. It had to be like 8 o'clock at night, but this cable guy shows up. His name is Tom, and he's a young kid, and he starts to flirt a little bit with Lucy. And she's all like, "Well, you're supposed to be here three hours ago." He's like, "Well, it's a new neighborhood. I got lost. I got lost. Yeah." And then she and he's all like, "Hey, you know, do you recommend? You do? You recognize me? I went to the same school you did." And she's like, "No, I didn't." All right. And then he's basically. So, go ahead. Yeah, I was I was gonna flirting, say brother. so. Yeah,
0: this guy's this guy's played by Dane Ashcroft Ashbrook, who uh, would go on to be uh, to play
1: Bobby in Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. That's a good show. I've not actually. I haven't finished that show yet. But mm-hmm. so yeah, he played. He played Bobby in Twin Peaks. So as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh, it's Bobby." Well, you got to start off somewhere, brother. Okay, got to start off somewhere. <laughs> it's only up from here. Yeah. So, so now we we cut back to Billy, and he's at his house, and he's like super sick. So Jess eventually sneaks out of the house. You know what I mean? And he goes to Billy and he talks to Billy's mom saying he really needs to talk to Billy. Billy's mom's like, well, he's sick and shit. He's like, well, I really got to show him this homework assignment. And she's like, okay. She talks to Billy in a little bit. And eventually Billy basically threatens him saying, you know, don't say anything about this or I'll I'll come get you. And then um, Jess is basically like, okay, I probably need to like, you know, I got to see what's going on. So Jess goes. So Jess, like, he needs he needs to explore it a little bit more because he's like trying to put. So Jess is like the smart kid now. You know, he's the one putting two and two together now. He's like, okay, well, we found this tube of army gas, or this tube yeah. of army. We saw a zombie in there. Billy sick now. I gotta go explore this gas and see where it is. So Jess goes and explores the tube, and he's looking around it, and then this is when we see our first slimy zombie. All right, and. Mm-hmm. The one from the first one definitely looked a lot more creepier, but this one didn't look too bad. So, And eventually just gets away Ray from it, and he pushes him down. And I don't think we see the zombie anymore. Like, I don't think we see the exact one anymore.
0: No, this the slimy zombie? I don't yeah. think we see the slimy zombie again.
1: Yeah. So now uh, Jesse's running around, and he's getting tired now. And he, he's eventually taking up all of his gear. And then he sees the ground start moving. This is when we have all, most of all, the zombies come up from the grave. And the dead yeah, are. Yeah, this awakened. actually looked pretty good. Yeah, this scene looked pretty nice. Where all the the the, the actual um, zombies, how they looked in it, this movie actually looked pretty good. Yeah, no, that's okay. But this was a good scene. Yes. So. So now uh, Brenda, she's back. She goes up to the cemetery gate looking for Joey. She doesn't see him. So she goes and walks around. So now Joey is like, uh, he like hears a noise and stuff. And so Ed asking for a sandwich. He's like, I'll pass. He says, it gets a little chilly here at night. You know, Ed's like, hey, you know, it gets a little chilly here. Don't worry about it. Yeah and i wonder
0: uh i wonder what time at what time of year this is supposed to be yeah because they don't tell us right because like it's fucking louisiana if it's summertime or anytime not january or february it does not get chilly here
1: yeah i can trust me (laughs) and then like ed says like he's not a big fan of uh he does he doesn't want to be buried he just wants to be cremated, and Joey does a remark. I yeah. was like, "Oh wow!" Because you, so you won't disrespect your grave. He's like, "I will never be buried and stuff over here." And you better watch your tongue if you like this job. And of course, we get like this job, like this job. <laughs> no. The first, the first one was a better when they used that line. So yeah, well, we also hadn't seen it before. Yes. So Brenda. She's like looking around for Joey. She hears a bunch of noises. So she sees her first zombie. All right. So she gets freaked out because she thinks it's some person catching her. She's like, oh, you can have the van. And there's every zombie pulls up behind her and she punches it. And his face melts. And she's like freaking out. (laughs) So Ed's eating an apple. And a zombie rises from from behind him. And Joey sees it freaks him out. And then uh, Ed almost chokes on his apple. More comedy. Uh... And then they hit it with the crowbar nothing, and they freak out, and, and, and they start leaving. And then when they leave, they see a ton of the zombies outside. And Joey and Ed escape while Ed's, like, freaking out the whole time because he believes, because he was doing this grave robbering, that God has now raised up the dead to come get him. Well, I mean, that's a logical thing for him to think, I yes. guess, considering and and then, basically, Joey wants to find Brenda. And Ed's like, no, we gotta get out of here. But then, eventually, Joey and Brenda, they pass each other. So, they all get together and they all escape. So, they all try to run away. And then, uh, while this stuff is like, Ed's freaking out trying to pray the whole time. So, Lu- now we're back with Lucy. Alright. So we're back with Lucy, and Just arrives back at his, at his place, alright, and like, just like, hey, we need, he's scared, Jesse is scared, he's like, hey, we need to call the army or the pigs or somebody right now, these slimy creatures out here and stuff, and then Lucy and Tom are just like, nah, no, this kid is, has a crazy imagination, let's lock him into the room for sneaking out. So, Lucy locks him in the room with a rope, okay? <laughs> So then we have Joey, Ed, and Brenda. They're running through. They fall in a trash can. Neighbor comes out with a gun. They're about to shoot him. Ed said, "Just, just shoot me, please. Just shoot me. It's all my fault." And then this is when Joey says, "Hey, you guys need to call the police or your, anybody, your neighbors. Just get your family out of here." And they hear the zombies in the background. So Jess, he's kind of like a, uh, uh, he's like a modern day. Um, I wasn't say Home Alone, but I don't. Uh, it's, it's the kid who's very smart, so he sets off this smoke smoke alarm. All right. Yeah. Lucy opens up the door. It was a trick, and then he runs into trick. the other room and he calls the uh, the army number. Section four. Okay. And then uh, Lucy, she tells Tom the cable guy, like, "Hey, th- this kid's acting up and stuff. What can you do?" He's like, "Well, oh, I could probably cut the line outside." Okay. <laughs> So we have Ed, Joey, and Brenda. They show up to the house. All right. They are. They see the cable guy's van, and they want to go take his van. Okay. And they go inside the cable guy's van, and they take it. The cable guy sees that. He freaks out. And then eventually, Joey sees a person in the middle of the road, accidentally swipes and hits the person, and runs right into the cable pole. All right. And they're freaking out because they... Uh, they thought they ran over a person. So then they go out and they realize this is not a person, it's a zombie. And this is when I believe it was Billy's dad came out there with the gun to try to see what's going on, and he's the one that get bitten on his face, brother. Alright. You got all that so far, everybody? You know what I mean? Oh,
0: I got it. I think they all got it too.
1: They all they were, we're all moving ahead with this one. We're all moving ahead. Yeah, we're all running from zombies. So you know this um, this one was Better back to life. It just the 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 this one we obviously it was trying to be on the lighter side. So a lot of the zombies, a lot of the zombie scares, a lot of the zombie scares and shit weren't like scary. They were just like, oh, here we are. There's zombies here. You know, we're not. It's just the way they filmed it and stuff. It, it was. It's supposed to be a lot lighthearted in a way but it was just kind of like this is not working for me at the time. Yeah, like the problem with it is that it has I don't think
0: they really understood what worked about the first one. Yeah. Um so the first one is funny and even the zombies are funny. Yeah. But it's not just straight comedy. Like for example, like the scene in the first movie where the where the uh the zombie gets on the radio and he says send more paramedics.
1: Yeah.
0: That's funny. Yeah. But it's also like, it's kind of serious too at the same time. Yeah. But in this one, there's a scene almost exactly like that, except it doesn't have any of the charm Nothing. or any of the humor of the original one.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's <laughs> so stupid. Brandon and all of them, they're freaking out. All right. Um, they check on, they see zombies around, they're that, they're now around that neighborhood, you know, Jesse's neighborhood, they're around everywhere now. And then the, yeah, Tom yeah. comes up to the group, is like, hey, you know, I just saw you guys run, hit hit and run somebody. They're like, no, no, there's zombies, so they all go back to um, Lucy's house, they all run in there. So the whole crew is now in Lucy's house, they're arguing stuff, and, you know, they're saying like, hey, I saw you hit that person. They're like, no, there's dead people outside and stuff, and eventually, yeah. Joey, this is when he starts getting sick. And which is weird because, like, I get what they were doing here because it was kind of like the first one, but even the first one was weird about this one. So apparently, well, actually, the first one kind of made a little bit more sense than this one. I kind of, like, I couldn't tell. Okay, so, okay, so what I'm guessing is in the so far in the Return of the Living Dead universe most of the zombies came up from the grave, okay? Yeah. So they don't really turn people into zombies. They mostly just eat the living. Am I correct there? Yes. So also, they're also not zombies.
0: Yes. So like we explained when we did the first movie, so the first movie, Return of the Living Dead, is kind of a, is kind of a lighthearted sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. In a way. So in, in in Night of the Living Dead, they're not zombies. They never use the word zombie anywhere. Um in fact, I don't know if they they don't even use the word zombie in Night of the Living Dead I don't, or Return of, Return of the Living Dead. They're they just call them ghouls. They're ghouls. So they're like the re rean- the, the ghouls, yeah. The reanimated dead people that eat the living. Yeah. But in, in Return of the Living Dead, they explain that they eat the living, they eat the brains because they're in pain all the time. Yeah. Which is actually interesting. But so in the gas gets in the atmosphere and yeah. it causes what they call acid rain, which, which, brings, which seeps into the water and it brings the dead back to life. But I'm guessing if the gas sprays on you directly – then you become a living dead person. Yes, it doesn't make any sense, but that's the only sense that there's yeah. So the out. gas
1: can turn living people into dead zombies. So it's only except the gas. in this movie. Except in this movie, that didn't happen.
0: Well, it did because it sprayed on the kid. It didn't spray on Joey. Did well, it? well it
1: did. Remember because they were in the graveyard. But my thing is, my thing is this. So so Joey and Ed, they were robbing that grave, remember? and that gas came pouring into the tomb they were at. Oh right, I forgot. Yes, no, but wasn't just wasn't he in the same? I guess he had the gas mask on. Just it. So as long as you have a gas mask on, you're okay. It doesn't matter if it sure. gets into your eyeballs or nothing like that. I guess. So so we established that you can only get turned by having, you know, unlike other zombie movies, if you get cut, scratched from any of them, you turn into a zombie. This one's only about the gas, mm-hmm. brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Joey starts feeling a little sick. And eventually Ed starts feeling like a little sick too. And then they notice that their bag has a moving head in it. That was like that head they stole from earlier.
0: That they're so still carrying around. They're
1: still carrying around for some reason. Yeah. For no reason at all, really. So he, he well, the reason is to get the scene in the movie. That's why. Right. <laughs> so they yeah. bring out the head and eventually Tom like stabs it with a screwdriver. And then we got to have some comedy. Oh yeah. Or like southern voice that says, get that damn screwdriver out of my head. That's what the zombie says. So so stupid. And they throw it, and then Jess is like the head. Yeah, yeah. They throw the head outside, and Jess like, oh, I need to get out of here. All right, so he runs, and that's
0: exactly what I'm thinking at this point in the movie. I need to get out of here, away from (laughs) these. Out of here. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Me too. I'm like, fuck. I need to get out of here too. At this point, I nearly quit the show. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I was just
0: ready to call you and tell you to find somebody else (laughs) to show it.
1: I was like, fuck, bro. I, like, I don't know if I could find anybody <laughs> <laughs> to do this shit. <laughs> so Jesse needs to, he needs to call and stuff. And he goes to the window and he gets grabbed by a zombie. And he's screaming for help. Tom and Lucy hear him. They go and, they go and see him. Uh, they they push the zombie back. They put the dresser in front of the door. And then Ed's like, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. And then Je- and then uh, Lucy's like, we got to get out of here. He's like, I've been saying that the whole time. Ha, ha, ha. More comedy. Uh-huh. So, Jess needs uh to go. So, Jess says, like, hey, I got an idea. There's a car we can get. It's in the doctor's house. Like, this random doctor that's around here. This is the only car they could find. This is the only person they know with a car. Yeah. Well, he has...
0: This doctor that... Well, he has, a,
1: he has a, a I'm not sure what kind of car this was. We'll get there. <laughs> but it looks small as shit, but it can fit, like, six people.
0: Oh no! This car is not small. It was like a, its like an old 1950s car. You could fit 57 people in. It.
1: Yeah, I mean, fact, though. So they leave, and the—I uh, kept calling him the cable guy <laughs> the whole time, but his name was Tom. I was like my notes. Tom, they leave yeah. the cable guy behind. All right. Well, he stays behind, and then a the zombie comes in, and then a zombie and the cable guy—they are like fighting each other, and then I guess he—the—they fall on the remote control, right? and it turns on the tv guy. of the aerobics and everybody's the zombies and the guy just stare at the tv the whole time all right we got to
0: stop here for a second i could not believe what i
1: was seeing <laughs> oh, <no.
0: laughs> when this scene happened i was literally i'm i'm in my house by myself i was in my house alone yeah. and i was literally out loud said are you fucking kidding me
1: <laughs> me too i was like listen what the, what are we doing like, here what are we doing i here? actually felt Felt dumber at this
0: point. Like I, I think this movie may be dumber. Um, but like yes. it, it. Oh my god! Like so, so then everybody's transfixed by the uh, the the, uh, the aerobics. They're all, and then the zombies are all are are obsessed with the aerobics too. I was just waiting, really, on the zombies to start doing aerobics. Yeah. but Then that might actually have been funny.
1: Well, we kind of get that later. So
0: we, well, that's true. We do kind of get that later.
1: So. I was with you. I was like, when I saw this scene, I was like, okay, like this movie was probably not made for me. <laughs> okay, right when we're doing this, <laughs> and like I don't want to. So like, we're 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 planning something too for Lights Out. You know what I mean? Like I guess we 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 told on the other podcast, and I just got done watching that movie, and then I watched this shit, and I was like, oh fuck. Oh god. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do not do that. Do not watch... (laughs) I'll just spoil it right here. Do not watch Dawn of the Dead, the original, (laughs) and and then watch this this shit. It's like (laughs) night and day difference, brother. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) So now we have the whole crew. They're running outside. Okay? And Lucy is... uh, Uh, So Lucy is, like, scared to run, and then just goes up to him, and he makes a a joke to Lucy...
0: He's like, mm-hmm.
1: "Hey, we gotta get out of here. They're, they just want to eat your brains. Oh, wait a minute, you might not have any, so you'll be okay." <laughs> <laughs> no. Sister and, and brother joke, perfect. Mm-hmm. So they go to the this house being built, it looks like, mm-hmm. and they all they're all running and basically the. Uh, so they're all running out of there, and Ed wants to rest, but Brenda's pissed off about him saying he's like the worst. Ever, he's lazy. He doesn't want to rest. He doesn't. She doesn't understand that he's sick. And then Lucy is now getting followed by a zombie. Is like following her footsteps, and she's about to get attacked until the cable guy Tom shows up and stabs him. Then they leave. So now Billy, we've shown that he is sick, and the mom wants to call the dog. She's looking for George, the husband. And now Billy is now turning into the zombie. Or ghoul, yeah. So, mom goes outside to look for George. She opens up the door, she sees him outside being eaten by the head by a bunch of zombies, which was you know kind of a crazy scene. And she goes back inside, she goes back to see she's Billy on the uh, under the stairs. She gives him a hug, and then Billy says brains and he bites his ma- mom's head. So, we get one crazy scene, I guess, in this, yeah, movie. yeah. Even though this one thing coming up, I'll say it's a little crazier, but we'll get there. So now the the crew, the whole crew, is going to the house of the where the car, this big bright red car is, and is this is where mm. the, we see the doc. His name is Doc Mandel, all right. And this character did not need to be in this film at all. Nope. This guy, like, it, it, it just it was just it was just bad. Okay, really bad. Okay. They- <laughs> They did have that funny... He did have that funny line
0: where he recognizes the zombie, though. That was, that was that, pretty yeah,
1: funny. Yeah. So, he opens the door. It's like this doc guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, Jess, what are you doing out here playing and stuff? And he hears the noises. Oh, there's a bunch of hooligans outside. And he's just making joke after joke <laughs> after joke. I was like, bro, I'm trying to, like, write shit down. I cannot... He's just saying so many. Okay? He's blowing everything off. They all get into his fucking car. He doesn't want to drive his car. He calls his car Cherry because it's red. He says, I'm the only one that drives this. Tom pushes him over. Fucking, they can't open the garage. They can't start the car. (sighs) Of course. Okay.
0: Because there has to be suspense, right? There has
1: to be suspense, even though I wasn't suspensed at all. Zombies are coming in. He notices one of the zombies, calls him Harvey. Hey, that's Harvey over there. About this. Hey, look at him. He's going through the window. And then he's like, oh, you're not going to run my car through the garage. And he does it. So he runs the car through the garage. Tom does. They're driving on the road. There's a zombie on top of the roof. Fucking grabs in there. From Ed's feeling sick, needs to puke. Doc's like, "God, I'll be puking in my car." So Ed goes to puke. Zombie attacks him. They, they, they. His arm gets ripped off. Then we have this funny moment with the hand. It's trying to be like, what's it? The it is it supposed to be from Adam's family, right? I think. I the guess hand. so.
0: Yeah. Quote unquote funny.
1: Yeah, funny. They get the hand out of the window and it flips them off. Yeah. ah, uh-huh. ah, Huh. Brother, we got a fucking uh, hand zombie around here. So Brenda wants to take Joey to the hospital, but just like, oh we should probably go to like the cops and shit. They might know what to do. And she just blows him off. Saying, like, fuck you, no. So Joey's um So this is when we get the scene of Joey saying, "Ah." Oh, all this seems so familiar. Before it was like you, me, and them. Oh, <laughs> I can't figure it out. <laughs> so yes. Oh my god. So yes, he's basically saying that they are they were. I couldn't. Then I couldn't really tell. Like, was this supposed to be like a a dream he was having, or I no. guess it was just supposed to be a fourth law, a fourth wall line in the movie, or some shit like that. It's a fourth wall line. That's just a yeah. stupid joke. Yeah. It's like I don't even it's almost
0: it's almost like they were cast in this movie just to have this joke. Yes. Cause these I mean they're not the same characters. They could have been played by anyone, but they're like, let's get the same I mean, I guess I could see how sitting around a table this might sound like a funny idea.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, where where Ken is like, all right, let's let's have this this cast the same two guys yeah. as different characters. Yeah, but like free. throughout the movie We'll we'll pepper this uh. this this movie as if they remembered it from the first movie. Yeah, but it
1: it's, it's just so it's just so bad. It's just such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. So they all get to the hospital. There's nobody in the fucking hospital. They all ask, "Where is everybody? Where is where everybody?" For like 30 minutes, they ask where everybody is. So Jess says, "Hey, we should just go look around, see if the army can help us out. We gotta go look around the town." Hmm. All right. And then this is, and then the uh, the doc says, Oh, great. Guess what, guys? There's no doctor here, but I'm a trained professional. So we're all good. Mm. Excellent. And the doc recommends, Hey, Joey and Ed, when's the last time you guys had your valve movements? So he thinks like, they're basically just constipated. That's why they're feeling sick. Mm hmm. So, Jess, he wants to look around town, and Tom agrees with him. And eventually, Lucy is getting mad about this, but she agrees to go around town too to check to see if there's any people around. We have the doc, he's checking on Joey, and then Joey's turning pretty fast right now, kind of fast. So, now um, the doctor's basically saying that we got to do a biopsy on him, and hopefully, it, you know, yeah, they have to do a biopsy to see what, what it is. So, mm-hmm. they're driving around town. There's no people around. Okay? And the cable guy... <laughs> Tom and Lucy and yeah. Jesse, they look around... They're look, looking around the West... The West Lord Police Station. And they can't find anybody. door door's not opening. Lucy thinks she sees some people, but it's just a bunch of zombies. So, they start running at them. They go run to the car. The car won't start, of course. All right? And then... Um, they they need to go to grandpa. They, they need to go to the street where their grandpa's on. So when, when they get the car started, they have to go they find the street that their grandpa lives on. They don't actually go look for their grandpa, see if he's actually alive and shit like normal people will do. Mm-hmm. They just break they into his house and break into his gun collection, and then Tom is surprised that Lucy is some sort of shooting champion. Yeah. And so they grab a bunch of guns, and then we see that Jesse has grabbed a gun as well too. All right, so they go back to the hospital. Ed and Joey are, and they're in bad shape. All right, doctor uh, says they have, they're they're turning into that rigor mortis. Mortish, you know, like the first film. Mm-hmm. Brenda's explaining that you know this she's how how is the person dead but he's like you know still talking and stuff. He's not really dead, so they can't really explain it. Cause it's like kind of like the first movie. So all they're you know, they don't have any pressure in their body, any blood pressure, no blood and stuff, but they can still talk. So. yeah, no heartbeat. Yeah, no heartbeat, yes. And then this is when just he's wandering around again. Alright, that's what he likes to do. So now he found another radio to try to call the army, but then we have a zombie or ghoul, whatever, walking around. Yeah. He smells something. Alright. And eventually he breaks in and then just shoots him. And then Lucy hears it. And then just when he shot him, he got the we got ricocheted back, and the zombie's not dead yet, so he gets up, and he's, like, running from the zombie. so we're just doing a little suspense scene. He tries to go in the elevator, not there, gets stuck in a corner, sees the zombies going very slow to him, and then eventually the elevator opens, and Lucy shoots the zombie's body off. And then we have a funny scene of the body, zombie body walking around with the legs and the torso. Boom, boom! It looked kind of, kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it didn't
0: look bad, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm not laughing at anything at this point in this movie.
1: So, so now the the zombies' upper torso, like the Tom tries to shoot it, but he sucks at shooting, and the gun ran out, and I guess Lucy couldn't reload her shotgun. So yeah. the the zombie grabs Jesse. He's about to get him. Just uh, Tom goes over there, rips his arm off, freaks out, and eventually Jess freezes the zombie. And they both get on the elevator, and they get out. So we're back up. Joey's freaking out now. Uh, Brenda wants to take him and uh, take him away to find a real doctor, not this fake doctor guy over here, <laughs> All right? And. So she gets him up and is taking him to the car. Ed wants to go, but the doctor says, he just says, please him not to. And then Ed just knocks him out. So Brenda puts Joey in the car, and Ed forces himself to go in here. And he, Ed, this guy, is, this, I, I got to admit, the guy who played Ed on here, this James Cameron guy, he can definitely play annoying heel really well. Because he was definitely annoying in this movie with his complaining the whole time
0: yeah James Karen he's a really funny actor yeah I mean he's a great actor he's been in a lot of really good movies he was in poltergeist mm-hmm. um you know he was in um I'm trying to think Wall Street he was in quite a few uh movies he was in invaders from Mars which is a movie we're going to be doing sometime next year probably yeah um but uh but yeah I mean he's a great actor I mean there's nothing wrong with with it it's just it, it's just the script is bad it's yeah. just it's just not a good it's just not a good idea
1: yeah, so then Brenda with uh, with Ed in there, they all drive off, and Tom's mad. but he's like, oh, because they took the car, the red car. Mm-hmm. And then he sees an ambulance, so he has an idea. So Brenda's driving them around. Uh, she's trying to get them to the, uh, to, she said she's going to take Joey to the best doctor. All right. And this is when we have that love song uh, th- that we talked yeah, about earlier yeah. playing, right, right around now. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's driving and she eventually turns and she sees a bunch of army soldiers. So she gets out saying she needs help because she got somebody sick in here. And just like, hey, you can't leave here. This is the plagues going on around here. Mm-hmm. And, but she's trying to explain, no, it's not the plague. It's dead people walking, but they're not dead. They're just dead inside. And the army's looking at her like she's crazy. And they're like, okay, lady, you're a little crazy. So we're just going to leave now. But then Ed <laughs> turned into a ghoul. And then Ed bites the head of the back of one of the soldiers And then one soldier soldier tries to shoot him. He gets up and the the sergeant's like, hey, we got to get out of here. So they just leave Jess and they just leave um, Brenda and Joey and this zombie Ed away. They're just like, leave. And then Brenda's like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. And then she just drives off. (laughs) It's really weird where the soldiers wouldn't like, like take Jess with them or something or Brenda with them maybe that's just me. So this scene I mm-hmm. thought was actually pretty cu- this is the only creative scene I thought that was like in this movie, maybe just me. But we actually see a bunch of zombies like raid a pet store and try to eat all these pets. Yeah. And I thought that okay, that's kind of a you know, for a pet owner, you know, what I mean, okay, that's kind of like I don't, I don't I don't like that. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. And so that, I,
1: that was pretty interesting
0: actually, yeah. pretty interesting. scene.
1: So this is and then our boy Billy sees that or mm-hmm. Tom, I don't know I said say Billy. Tom sees that, okay? Yeah. And he he gets all like, hell no. So he goes up to one zombie and batters him with the ambulance and throws him into a sign. And so he gets electrified. He's like, oh, one mm-hmm. for the good guys. No, so uh, so now, good guys. now, I guess they did this scene because they can actually figure out, okay, electricity can kill the ghouls' zombies. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... And then he accidentally turns on the sirens. So now all the uh, zombies are now following them. So Joey's, um, he's still turning. And he finally turns to his ghoul form. And he's saying, I'm going to eat your brains. All right. Brains. And then the inventor stops the car. She runs out. She's like running away and he's just like, "I just want your brains, it's me it's, it's, it's uh, a <laughs> it's me, Joey, I just want your brains." So she, <laughs> so this is a weird scene too so like Brenda goes up to like a random zombie and punches it in the jaw and just off his jaw. Mm-hmm. okay So now she runs into a church. Joey's in the church as well. full zombie form now. He's like, "Brains, your brain smells so rich and spicy." All right, and then Brendan says, "I'm not into dead guys." God, oh my God, they're dumb. Like,
0: and then I just she gets, can't
1: believe it. I can
0: I just can't believe some of the shit I'm seeing in this.
1: And then she gets cornered, right? And she's all yeah. like, "She's all like, ah, oh, fine, just take, just take me." And he's like, "Okay," and he just fucking bites the head.
0: And that's the end of that.
1: Yeah. So he, he, she's like, take just take the body, and Joey just bites her head, and then like we never see him again.
0: Yeah, I mean like those characters may not might as well not even been in a movie. Like there's no point to this at all.
1: Yeah, like I thought they were like come back or something, or be like some sort of like ghoulish team or some shit like that. No, they're just like fuck. That's it. That's maybe it, maybe yeah. they maybe they're in the uh, the the what do you call it the uh, the third movie. Well, we will never know because I'm not watching that.
0: We're actually, not doing this again.
1: <laughs> I actually, I think that, that <laughs> let's see, I think, I'm not, okay, I haven't really explored a lot of these films, but I think the third one looks like totally ridiculous. It's like a oh, guy yeah. who's yeah. like in love with a zombie or something yeah, like okay, that. because uh, this is not ridiculous. <laughs> and like, and like the guy like kills people for her and shit. Actually, that, that one could be pretty fun. Okay, come on. I mean, it's, that sounds like a better idea than this. Yeah. Uh, so after all this shit happens Tom he's trying to uh, he's he's trying to uh, he's trying to leave you know out of the town but it's blocked off and then the army's there and they don't even ask who the fucking people are they just are shooting the fucking thing and they eventually escape and then they kind of figure out like hey there's no people in here because probably the army came in and evacuated everybody and they just probably think that we're we're zombies and Doc's like oh so we're stuck in the middle of a hard place. We, the army won't let us out and the zombies are here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then they're like trying to figure out how to escape. So they're trying to radio <clears throat> the uh, the way out. And eventually a uh, a zombie picks up the radio and he says come back to the hospital. And then they think there's people there and the doc's like, wait a minute. Who's the president of the <sighs> United States? And the and the, the, and zombie then the zombie, the zombie thinks about it for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Harry Truman. It's like, Doc's like, see, see, see guys, it's a zombie. Which is like, it, 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 like you were saying before, you know, this one, the first one was, was a, was a actually pretty crazy scene where the zombie can talk and told, bring more yeah. paramedics. They freaking bring more paramedics and they eat them asses and it actually happens like twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they tried to do the joke again. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It's
0: almost like... Do you ever meet one of those people who, like, you tell them a joke, and then they're really bad at telling jokes, so they try to repeat the joke you told them, and it's, it's just not funny?
1: Yeah. That's exactly what this is like. Pretty much. So Tom, was all, and he's all pissed now. He's like, if they want brains, I'll get them brains. Okay? So they go to a meat mm. packing factory... So Lucy tells Jess, yes. "Hey, no funny stuff over here. You need to stay right here." Of course, he's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they all go inside. Jesse thinks he sees uh, soldiers on a bike, but it's not. It's just a bunch of zombies running around on a soldier bike. Yeah. Then we see the two soldiers from earlier. One of them saying he didn't join the army, the military, to to see this shit. He joined it to to explore the world. The other one's like, just find them. So they start shooting down a bunch of zombies. And I don't think we see them around either. Again, either. I don't think so, no. So now, Jess, he hear We hear... We, we, we hear... He hears noises, but we hear music and noises around the corner. And he's seeing some more zombies driving around. Alright? So this is when... Um, Tom... and... Um, Lucy and Doc are carrying on boxes that say beef brains. <laughs> what the hell is a beef yeah. brain? It's like a it's like
0: like a cow's brain. Cuz gotcha. that's why they go to the meat packing plant. Yes. <clears throat> they go to the meat packing plant to get the brains so they're going to trick the zombies or they're going to they're going to lure the zombies to the electrical plant.
1: Yeah. Let me get some weird dialogue. So Lucy's like, oh, I'm so mad at Jess is like and then Tom's like, Well, you're not you don't want to leave him here? She's like, Well, maybe I do. He's like, You really don't. Alright? And I think you're a great person. I'm like, okay. No. Okay. So now Jess sees a, a a car with lights on it. And I swear this is when we heard the anthrax in the background, but I didn't hear any vocals, so I wasn't too sure. Right. Okay. So, he gets scared about this light, but it's just just Tommy saying he's an idiot, and we have to stick together. All right, so now they're in the back of the truck, and they're throwing brains outside of the truck. Anthrax is still in the background, I think. So, then we're seeing a bunch of, you know, they're kind of luring the zombies towards something, and we can see that one of the zombies that's getting lured there is Billy. So, he's back. He's a zombie now. Yeah. So they go to this electric site, mm-hmm. right? They close the fence. Uh, they go to this. I like my notes. They go to a 1980s power supply room. <laughs> right? They lift up a huge yeah. switch to turn off the to turn off the power, <clears throat> and we see a bunch of the zombies are outside. So basically, they lured all the zombies over here for them to get electrified. Okay, because we saw the electricity can destroy these zombies. From when they knock one of them into those electric posts. So we have a yeah. bunch of zombies. throughout the gate. Billy's there also. And apparently Billy. He is a expert of jumping fences. So that's what he does. So he jumps the fence. And he turns on the gate. For all the zombies to come in. Alright. But then during this. Uh, during this. The. Um, we have. they kind of like. They're setting up a plan. So we have. The docs inside, okay. He's the one they're supposed to radio when the uh, when they are done setting the traps. So we have Jesse, uh, uh, we have Lucy, and we have Tom. They're like setting traps around there on the in the meat truck. But since Billy came over and, and hopped the fence, all the zombies are coming, in, and now they're all, they're all they're all get trapped inside the truck, okay. And our boy mm-hmm. Tom he forgot to bring the radio. All right. So the doc's over here. <laughs> I like one line that Tom's saying is like, oh, we're trapped in here, but don't worry, but the doc will know what to do. And then we see the doc, he finds whiskey. So he knows what to do, he knows to drink. Yep. Smartest thing to do in this situation. Yes. So Tom, he sees a small little hole, peephole through the truck, and his plan is to have just crawl into there and drive the truck out of there. That's what they do. Of course, they make a bunch of jokes getting there. So, Jess gets onto the truck. They kind of walk him through it. And Jess, when he's driving, he sees Zombie Billy. Zombie Billy smirks, and he runs right into him. And then they run right into the factory as well, too. All right? And once once they get inside the factory, they're, um, uh, Tom and Lucy, they're still stuck in the truck. But now Jess, he needs to... Uh, he needs to, you know, set the trap. He needs to go up there because they can't radio the dock, so he needs to go up there and pull the switch for all the zombies to get electrified. But he has a villain now, Billy. So Billy starts chasing his ass around there. Okay, so they run upstairs. Mm-hmm. Billy's yep. trying to trying to eat him and shit, but uh, uh just finds like a screwdriver and s- screwdrivers are in the mouth and. Pushes his ass down the the ledge. All right. And then now, Jess has some strong words for him. says, true, you're dead ass wipe. No brains, big mouth. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Oof. What an insult. Hilarious. 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 So the zombies are starting to break into the truck where, uh, where, where Tom and Lucy are in. Eventually, just gets to the power supply, and he, and he turns on the switch, mm. no problem. And then all these zombies start getting electrified with the famous 80s blue lightning. hmm Yep. And then, of course, Lucy now says, I did remember you, and they kiss. Oh, okay. Oh, how sweet. So the, zombie, the, the zombies are getting electrified. Doc crawls out from the corner, okay, behind his desk because I guess he got scared. And then after he pulls this light, B- Billy shows up. And he starts fighting Jesse because he, he, the screwdriver, he didn't finish him off, brother. Okay, he, he's still ready to fight in his brains. So randomly things yeah. start, just start blowing up. So I guess when you actually turn on the, the power supply, the whole the power supply unit just falls down because the power's on <laughs> or something. Okay. <laughs> it's not made that well. I guess so. So things are blowing yeah, up. Blown, everything's yeah. falling up. Doc comes over. He nails Billy with that whiskey belly he found earlier and eventually uh, just pushes Billy into the electric stuff. This is when we see the Michael Jackson thriller zombie dance dude, when he's getting electrified for comedy. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. It's comedy, Allison. Were you laughing? I was like, oh, well, look at it's that. Com- ha, ha, ha. It's That's Michael Jackson
0: thriller. <laughs> <laughs> at this point in this movie, like I was like I I literally was basically the same as uh I don't know. Do you remember um Luke Gallows the character he had before he was in CM Punk's group?
1: Oh, Festus or something?
0: Festus, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that that basically is like the look on my face yeah. at, at this
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, how do you like this one? So after all the chaos yeah. happens, the doc makes a joke. He's like, well, it, it was just a fuse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. So the, sh- the soldiers show up now. Thank okay, God. And they're just showing up, looking around. The crew just leaves. They don't get questioned or anything about this shit. They're just, nope, just leaving. They're just walk away. They're making a bunch of jokes about fucking stuff. And now the dog wants it's to tough. eat. <laughs> the dog wants to eat. And they're like, oh, how could you eat at like, a time like this? Uh-huh. And then we get probably the worst ending I've ever seen to a movie in my fucking life, where this mm-hmm. dumb zombie head is making a bunch of fucking jokes about not wanting to be flamed. And it's like, oh yeah, I don't want the brains. Don't don't worry about it. Ha ha ha. She fires them up, and 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 then the zombie head says, oh, no more brains for you for now. Ha ha ha. And then we end the fucking movie, and I was like, thank god this shit is over. <sighs> thank god this is over. I mean,
0: I, I I hated this. I absolutely hated it. There's nothing I liked about it. Um, they really didn't. You know, have going the into charm. this movie, no, it had no charm at all. Going into this movie, I used to, I I thought that I used to think that Legends of the Fall was the worst movie I'd ever seen in my life, and then I'll watch this. This is terrible. I
1: mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> this was pretty bad, like. Like, usually, I mean, it's just unbelievably. Usually, usually with like 80s, like cheesy movies and shit, there's like a, there's at least some charm to them. Like, this one didn't even have that. It was just like, it was just like basic bullshit going on the whole time. Like, or these fucking jokes I didn't care about, you know? So, it's just, yeah, it was just, everything in it was just
0: stupid. It was terrible humor. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people accuse me of not liking things that are funny, like not liking comedy. I'm just really picky about it. But it's just bad. Like it's not funny. It's just forced humor. It's just yeah. like, oh, you're gonna laugh at this. Like
1: Yeah, it was just it was just dumb. It was like it. that dumb, like PG humor. That was just like just not yeah. funny. Yeah. I couldn't
0: believe it. I couldn't believe how bad it was. So But it it only goes up from here. Yes. So the
1: less of this month will be better. The rest of this month will be better, <laughs> brother, because we're continuing our zombie month. 1980s, zombie 1980s zombie movies, and up next, next Sunday, brother, we are going to do Zombie Two, Zombie Two, aka Zombie. Which, well, yeah, <laughs> Zombie Two. Yeah. Yes. So that so
0: there will be an, the, we'll have to give an explanation, which you'll get in the middle of the week um, about why why this happened.
1: Yes, because yeah. we're doing what's it, Fauci? Vulci, we're directed to Zombie 2, yes. Yes, we're doing Volchi's, uh Zombie 2 plus, mm. you know, we're going to finish up the zombies with Zombies 3 and 4. But we're also going to do a special Lights Out talking about Dawn of the Dead, baby.
0: Yeah. George Which A. Was, Romero. Well, the Dario...
1: Yes. I was going to say, the Dario Argento
0: cut of Dawn yeah. of the Dead, the Italian cut. So we go back, yes. back to last month, back into Argento month. Bringing Argento into this month with uh,
1: with his cut of Dawn of the Dead, which he called Zombie, in Yes, which is a fantastic movie, fantastic. And like it, we'll talk about the differences a little bit between the George cut and and the Zombie cut. You know, there's there's slight differences, um, mm-hmm. but I like I like you know we'll we'll get into it when the lights out. But boy that 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 Dawn of the Dead or the the Zombie. You know, that one was pretty fun. It's way different than this yes. shit, that's for sure. So, oh god, yes. So, but that'll be all coming. We'll probably um, do the lights out episode before we do the retro blood um, zombie two movie for for next week. So look for that. It's probably gonna drop on the Saturday beforehand. I usually like to drop the uh, lights out on the Saturdays beforehand. Maybe during the week, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll let you guys know on the Facebook. So subscribe to our Facebook retro blood. Put a little like on there. You'll find out all the news when all the shows come out beforehand. And hopefully I'll have my the Facebook group page back and ready to go. Um, obviously, yeah, we're going to be get on... out of jail. We're also... Yeah. We're also... Gonna, I'm going to try to revamp the, the YouTube channel, too. I got a couple of specials I'm going to do on there, which I'll let you guys know here in the future as well. But I say that we end this movie off the soundtrack. How about we do anthrax, brother? How about we do the ADI what? Horror of It All?
0: Let's do it I Because love that boy,
1: story. when I was watching this movie, I was just thinking the horror of it all. Make me watch this fucking movie on my precious Sunday. Yeah. Alright. Imagine buying a ticket not to this even, shit. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like <laughs> paying oh, to God. see this? I'd have been like, like
0: instead of watching with ads, I almost bought it off iTunes and I'm like, holy fucking i I didn't do that.
1: Yeah, I know. Bro, I mean, it's just crazy to think, like, the first one, how this punk rock shit, naked shit on there, fucking yeah. wild, and then I got this shit. I'll be like, what the fuck? I ain't watching this shit again. Even though the third mm-hmm. one does look pretty uh, pretty funny.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But everybody, cool. we will see Snow you here wall. next week for some real-life zombie-style movies. We will see you yeah. here on Retro Blood. Jay Austin, James Klein, see you later. See you guys.